I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. Uh, sound engineer, Tom, is here. Welcome, Slomo. Check one, two, check. And the man behind the curtain, producer Joe. Hey, Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And uh, back from his special hops beer recon, uh, the doctor's back. Welcome, doctor. Hello, hello. There is a doctor in the house. And our special guest tonight, Iowa Dave. Listeners, if you haven't already poured yourself a cold beer... Uh, do so now. Join us for a beer and a few stories. Uh, what are you enjoying, talent of our Iowa beers? So they sent. Oh, Dave sent us. Uh, and again, hey, shout out, Dave. Thank you for all this great beer. But uh, Dave sent us three Marsins, three Oktoberfest beers, and so I couldn't decide really between the three, so I picked all three. <laughs> Hope that's all right, boys. All three is your <laughs> yeah. is your beer for tonight. So, so all three are my beer for tonight. So uh, pick them all. Just if I kind of give a quick rundown of the ones we're tasting here, real quick. So. Um, First one was called 16 Days by Single Speed Brewing. Uh, it's a brewery in Waterloo, Iowa. This is their seasonal, seasonal Marzen, um, 5.4 ABV. Um, according to the website, it boasts a full body, rich and toasty throughout, and its name is in honor of the length of the traditional celebration in Munich, which goes on for 16 days. So uh, I thought this was a really good, very clear finish, uh, very sweet, kind of had a little bit of a sweet taste, but very light, um, good amber color. Um, very tasty Mars. And the second one was the Millstream Brewing Company, which is located in Amana, Iowa. And it is an Oktoberfest, and it's a 5.7%. Um, and they, their, their you know, thing on their, their website says it's a little maltier, darker, more flavorful version to the typical, to its Munich-style Schildbrau Amber, which I believe is another one of their beers. And I'm them. loving this side, that yeah. Oktoberfest. Good and uh, it celebrates the harvest, and it's an important part of life in Amana. And apparently, not apparently, they do. Uh, man, the Amana colonies have an Oktoberfest and, and uh, do a big celebration. So if you want to check that out next year. Um, and then the final one is from Confluence Brewing, uh, which is also their Oktoberfest. And they're at Des, Mo- uh, Des Moines, Iowa, 5.6%. This beer is, is a personal favorite of their head brewer, John Martin. Um, and they use plenty of German, Munich, and Vienna malt, as well as Cara Munich malt to give this beer its rich amber color and full-bodied toasty flavor. So this, thought, is, this is my favorite of the three. This yeah, one. so they're all very good. I think just from the clean finish, I probably prefer the, uh, the single speed, uh, the 16 days, but I think all three of them are pretty solid beers and really good uh, Oktoberfest beers. Millstream. And that's what's kind of interesting. Each one of us kind of picked a favorite, so that's yeah. why it's good about yeah. drinking beer is uh, we can all drink together and we can all have our favorites and... Salud. 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 We had a, he sent us enough beer that we Cheers. could have yeah. a, a beer tasting while watching football. Yeah. And then come back and, and have another round at him drinking yeah. our favorite. And talk about what we like. Right. Hey, some social media plugs. Please share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. Like us. Follow us. Uh, download us. What's the other thing they're supposed to do? Subscribe, Subscribe. to us. Review. Uh, yes. Somehow find our podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Facebook, and... Share. We are yeah. everywhere. Leave, leave. We're everywhere now. Yeah, leave we a comment. Ubiquitous. Send an Follow email. We, we've something. got stickers. We've got stickers ready to go out. Um, follow us on Twitter. I like beer the Poe one. Uh, I like beer the top one. Uh, I like beer the doctor. 
You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at I Like Beer the Podcast. So you can direct message us through any of those formats. Go old school, send us an email, I Like Beer the Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, Untapped. Untapped. Been getting new, a bunch of new listeners, our new friends. I wouldn't call this our new friends. They're probably listeners, but friends this last week on Untapped. So it's always fun to drink with new people. We're friends with our listeners. We are friends mm-hmm. with our listeners. Uh, so, yeah, check I'm uh, I Like uh, Beer the Talent. I uh, Like Beer the Podcast. Right. And uh, again, as always, when we're talking Untapped, we got to look at. Uh, the latest uh, data from Mike Lopez. He's uh, check-ins. He's now over seven thousand, seven thousand three hundred and six. <laughs> and uh, uniques, which is even just probably more impressive, is that he's had five thousand eight hundred eighty unique beers, which is pretty amazing. So, uh, Mike, if you're out there, we're we're waiting. I know we've got we're starting to set up some dates, and hopefully, we're going to see you here in the next couple of months. Somewhere. That's where things are moving yeah. so fast, like a, a snowball that's going down a hill, our building pe- speed. Our people are talking to his people. Is it a money thing? So, you know, is it, are we negotiating? Unfortunately, we only pay in, we pay in stickers. So it's <laughs> Actually, we pay in beer, but the guy has drink. Yeah. He's, he's had everything. He's had everything. I don't know how we're going to get a unique for him in yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal he can get unique for us, but I don't know how we're going to. We'll have to look through his thousand uniques. Yeah. All right. Maybe some of these Iowa beers we're drinking today. There you go. Let's go ahead and jump to a letter from our listeners. We have a new listener with a question. Mark wants to know what exactly is the role of hops in a beer's flavor? And to be clear, he specifically has requested a simple explanation. So here's the deal on this is is I think that you can do a lot of research and a lot of extensive research on hops and to your to the end of you know, spend tons and tons of time. So to come up with simple is is probably not the easiest thing, but basically here's what I found is you know there's there's four essential ingredients in beer, hops, barley, yeast, and water. So to us it might seem like hops is the most important ingredient behind all the, the beer, behind worthy and delicious beer because it gets such um, recognition, uh, but in reality, all four kind of play a unique and vital role uh, in any recipe. So, when the question asks for a simple explanation, here's a simple explanation of the roles that, that hops play. So, with regards to flavor, they contribute bitterness that helps to counterbalance the sweetness of the barley. They add flavor or flavors to the beer, uh, which is going to vary depending on the type of hop used. They provide aroma to the beer, and then as an added bonus of hops, they also help preserve beer and give it a longer shelf life. So that's about as simple as I can keep it. There you go. All right. So a key mark as you're out there uh, tasting beers, if you find a pale or an IPA especially that you're, yeah. you're fond of, check the hop being used. Yeah. Because each variety of hop has a different profile, flavor, flavor aroma, aroma to it. Right. And if you find one you like, you know, take note of that hop and look for that same hop mm-hmm. in a different pale ale or IPA. And it's, it won't taste exactly the same, but it will have that distinction to it you know right there's certain ones that you know the galaxy i'm not always i'm about 50 50 on the galaxy but if it has a mosaic i know i'm going to like it right away citrus citrus good um if you you know and the other thing to keep in mind again especially if you're just kind of getting into this is uh, ibus is going to be your bitterness so if you know if you don't you want to less bitter, less IBUs, and if you want to go full in, uh, look for one of those ones that's in like the 90 range and uh, <laughs> get get your hop on. Get your hop get on. Get your hop on. Cool. Well, we also have uh, listener Paul has responded. You may remember he uh, gave us a barrage of questions a while back, and we threw- he's a shower beer guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. From <laughs> Seattle. Yeah. So uh, we threw a couple of questions back at him, and oh, right. ironically, he answered them. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'll have to hear the answer <laughs> before I know the it? answer. I think it's irony. Don't you? Don't you, you, you think? You have to hear the answer uh, before you, you, you know, know it's irony. Yeah, he answered them ironically. We'll start with that and see yeah. where it goes. So the two questions we asked him were the same. Two of we the threw his, his questions back. He in. asked us uh, your shower beer and your desert island beer. So his answer to the shower beer. Uh, very uh, practical guy. No glass. Safety first. See, I that's that. practical. That's, that's common smart. sense. Yeah. That's not ironic. It's clean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and he puts, since there's ample water, it's got to handle a little dilution. His choice is a Pacifico in a solo cup. And he further shares, which I appreciate. He says it's chuggable, not crushable, because he's old. So. Yeah. I can, get behind, I can get behind that answer. Yeah, yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Survey says. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jeff, I got a question for you. Is that one ironic? Is it ironic because it's... Stop. Oh. <laughs> That's just to get in. Yeah. We try to keep these things under 45 minutes. Oh, and let's then, go. <laughs> and then you say ironic. But I, I heard Dave has a 90-minute 90 90 minute commute. So. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We're we, want to, we want to get him all the way yeah. from driveway <laughs> to want to get him That's home. It. Get him home right. in style. So uh, second one was his Desert Island beer. Um, he shares, well, it's hot, right? That's a good point. Got to go with an English beer because if we are keeping it cool in the ocean... It's merely cellar temperature. So mm-hmm. smart thought process. I like I like where he comes from on that. So he says Bash English Ale, and a close num- uh, runner-up would be for him a Firestone DBA. Oh, that's a good choice. Yes. But he has, he does uh, share that although he has never had one at uh, room temperature. So. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So uh, I would well, say since we're, we're talking about these beers, we probably should have another beer. Yeah, slow mo. Uh, which one did you choose? What are you drinking? Well, I got one from uh, Single Speed Brewing, uh, and I think this one's pretty aptly named. It's called Victory Dance. Uh, I think the brewers are maybe doing a little dance of their own uh, when they got this one going. Uh, this beer is an American IPA with an ABV of about 6.7% and an IBU of 67. Ooh, nice. Pour some of that. That sounded really good. Sound of victory. Uh, IBU of 67, so it's got a little mild IPA kick at the end of it, but not too bad. Uh, the beer is a tropical, citrusy floral blend of hops that brings hints of apricot, peaches, and grapefruit oh, yeah. to the fourth. That's good. Crisp and refreshingly refreshing, they call it. Uh, Italian also mentioned that they had a location in Waterloo, Iowa, but they also have another location in Cedar Falls, Iowa. So if you're up there in Cedar Falls, uh, swing by. I remember this one with the fruitiness in it. It's fantastic. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. So good yeah. choice. Yeah. Victory Dance. And... We should have Dave calling in. Yeah. All right. Here comes Dave. Everybody get ready. It's our first phone call in. Nice. Big moment. Let's hope Big the moment. technology works. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Great, great to talk to you. Thanks for calling in. Is this our yeah, first call in? from you guys. Yeah, this is our first call in. Our Dave. first call in. All right. How about that? Technology. Technology. <laughs> nice. Hey, so Dave, uh, this, this is the doctor call. This is the doctor talking. To, and uh, hey, my dad grew up out there. Got a bunch of relatives in Iowa. So, what part of the state are you from? I am from Southeast Iowa, a small town called Oskaloosa. Uh, it's about an hour southeast of Des Moines. Gotcha. Um, you know, and um, I've kind of migrated this way through work over the years. And I find that uh, I grew up in the big city of St. Louis bigger city, I should say, of St. Louis, but I found over the years I really kind of like my small town life here nice. in Iowa. That's a bad place to live. Nice small town, small craft beers. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Dave, this is uh, the talent, Jeff, and uh, so just a, can you tell us a little bit about, in terms of beer, what are your kind of your beer drinking preferences and biases, 
Uh, what do you like? What do you steer away from? Absolutely. First and foremost, I'm a hophead. I will admit it. I have a hard time getting past those hoppy beers. Uh, but I am willing to try most anything. Uh, I will say I am not a big fan of ambers uh, or reds. And browns are a little lower on the totem pole. But uh, hoppy beers, uh, stout second for sure. I like sours. Um, and then I really found myself um, gravitating back into those lager styles again just for a nice, clean uh, drinking experience, something that I don't have to put too much effort or too much thought into lately. Yeah. We hope. Uh, I do want to appreciate you guys for sending me an amber, though. That wasn't too bad. It's a little <laughs> house, but it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, yeah. That's the chronic ale. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. chronic. That's a good one. And we also yeah. sent you, I don't know I if you got to night. I don't know if you got to it yet, but Ale Smith Nut Brown, when I was in my hophead uh, time period, the the uh, server, the beer server at Stone, when I ordered a Ruination, said, no, you're going to try an Ale Smith Nut Brown, and he brought it for me, and that was the last thing I wanted that night, and I've been drinking it ever since. I hope I hope that one works for you. Well, I have a few browns. I like them. They're definitely a nice roasty and a little bit chocolatey sometimes. Uh, there's one down in St. Louis. I still have family down there. My brother, I've yet to try it, but he keeps talking up. It's called, um, it's just, it's made by a company called Civil Life, and it's their brown ale. And I have heard nothing but fantastic things about it. So hopefully one day I'll get to that one too. Yeah, we want a full report when you get there. Hey, uh, Dave, what's your go-to beer and go-to brewery there in Oskaloosa? you uh, I really like the Iowa scene um, recently probably in the last two months uh, the state of Iowa they, we just opened our hundredth brewery uh, wow. congratulations I have no idea we have that many here which small potatoes compared to California I'm sure but uh, you know not too bad for a rural area like we mostly are um, and my favorite brewery and my favorite beer I definitely sent a couple to you guys uh, my go-to has been in the last years has been that um, victory dance by single speed All right. <laughs> it's, it's a, it is a good IPA it is not too hazy it is not too sweet I think it's very well balanced and uh, it's just one I can enjoy on a regular basis and, and a few of without getting uh, tired of the flavor profile that's within that one so I would say of all the beers uh, here in Iowa that I have to pick from that's my number one yeah, that was a big favorite, and, and uh, I think Slow Mo went with that one. Amen to that. Good. <laughs> I was very curious to hear your all's thoughts on that one. And I love the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great beer. Yeah. No, that was a very good beer. Um, so for you guys there, when did you personally kind of first get into craft beers? Uh, so my brother helped me. I, I mentioned my brother lives in St. Louis, and he's uh, he's four years younger than me. And honestly, he didn't go through the, the phase that I went through when I first started drinking beer. I will tell you, in college, it was all Milwaukee's best light. <laughs> What's, it's Milwaukee's best, so why would you not do that? Yes, and the light version, so yeah. there's no flavor whatsoever yeah. in that, okay? Well, hey, you're in St. Um, Louis. You should be drinking Budweiser and stuff. But my brother, he skipped all that. And I think, if I remember right, the first um, beer he truly ever had was the old Peep's Wicked Ale, okay. which isn't around right. anymore. Right. Yeah, I remember um, that. And then he kept telling me that he didn't understand how I could drink that crap. Well, <laughs> I graduated to Bud Light. And then, you know, for a long time, Words never said before on this podcast. <laughs> Yes, I know, right? Um, um, but I would probably say just about 10 years ago, I was sitting in the back porch having a couple beers with my wife, and I just looked down and I said, this doesn't even taste good. Uh, she thought I was crazy. 
So it tastes just fine to me. But from then on, I've just experimented with different things. And uh, I have found that I really don't mind the flavor spectrum whatsoever of anything and everything. The Hefeweizens nice. and the lagers and all that good stuff uh, with the slight excursion, exclusion, I should say, of the ambers and the reds. So, right. I'm 10 with, years now. Not a big fan of the reds myself, but I'm, I'm, I can appreciate an amber if it's done just right, if it doesn't get too caramelly. Uh, hey, yes. Yeah. Was your dad a beer drinker? <laughs> so some, not a whole lot, um, and um, it, it, mostly what he would drink would be the um, Milwaukee's best, right? Those types of things. <laughs> he didn't really. It didn't matter to him, and, and it's not like he drank a bunch of them. And to be honest, with you, I, I remember him using it more, like when he was cooking on the grill, to keep a little moisture in the meat. <laughs> One drink for me, two drinks for the ribs, kind of thing. So. Right. <laughs> That's great. So, um, what basically? I mean, you kind of alluded to who got into your favorite, but and you, you guys are at a hundred hundred breweries now in Iowa. So, you know, as far as if someone's coming there to visit, give us a, maybe like a top five recommendation of where we should go, and then uh, some of the beers we should check out. I will definitely tell you, hit up Des Moines. Um, it's very central in the state, and there's a lot of good breweries there. I sent you guys uh, Confluence. Um, they have really come on the scene this past year. Um, they didn't used to be someone I bragged about. I will tell you, I was not impressed. But I don't know if they brought new brewers in or if they just made a, a, a new commitment. But this past year, they committed to releasing a new beer a week in oh, camp. That's oh, wow. That's aggressive. Yeah. And um, they've done a phenomenal job. Um, one of, and I just told my brother this the other day, probably one of my top five favorite Oktoberfest is that Oktoberfest by Confluence that I gave to you guys. Um, I was really impressed by that last year, and I think they did a better job this year. Yeah. They do the really nice hazy IPA series where they to use the same um, recipe and change the hops every single time. Um, they've done some great sours. They have a great goza. They did this crazy watermelon blueberry goza. So they're not afraid to branch out and try different things. That's definitely one I'd recommend. Um, then there's also one that's really been come big around here in Iowa. It's called Barntown Brewing, um, and they are definitely known for their hazy IPA series. Uh, but they have a fantastic menu for food as well. It's a really nice space. Um, they're not afraid. They've done a lot of collaborations. Their uh, their their owner and head brewer is originally from the Chicago area, and uh, he has reached out to friends and they've done some really cool collaborations. Um, the other one, and I sent you guys a couple, is Toppling Goliath. They are the one that anybody who knows beer knows it's from Iowa. It is located in absolutely nowhere, Iowa. <laughs> That's the name North of the town, town. absolutely nowhere. A N W. Northeast corner of Iowa, literally a couple miles north, and you're in Minnesota. A couple miles uh, northeast, you're in Wisconsin. A couple miles east, you're in Illinois. Mm. And these guys started uh, as a small local brewery. Their flagship beer that pretty much everybody knows is that pseudo Sue. Uh, I sent you guys a couple of cans because that's the one. If anybody ever mentions, that's really kind of what helps start them. And uh, their owner, Clark, really lucked into finding this brewer, this kid who had been brewing beer since before he was 21. And he found a passion yeah. for it and does a really good job. Um, you search any of the, the beer sites and you'll see people talking about Assassin and Kentucky Breakfast, you know, uh, brunch, I'm sorry, Kentucky Brunch 
um, and Morning Delight. All of those are impossible to get and incredibly expensive typically. Um, but that Pseudo Sue is a good hoppy beer. And then Big Brother, per se, is that King Sue. Very that good. I sent you as well. Um, but they do a really good job with a lot of the other beers that they make, too. Um, so those are three really good ones to know. Um, but in Des Moines, there's more. There's a local 515. They don't package yet, but um, they have been on the scene for six years now, and they're the place that everybody likes to go to. They've got the family atmosphere in the tap room. They've got the board games. They've got root beer for the kids. Uh, it's very family-friendly. And then another one that doesn't package yet, but it's probably one of my favorites that's definitely one of those secret treasures. It's called Brightside Ales, and it is over on the east side of Des Moines. And um, they just, everything I've had from them, I have been incredibly impressed. It's just easily drinkable. Pardon me. Easily drinkable. Uh, full of flavor, and they're not afraid to experiment. But uh, if you ever get a chance, Des Moines really is within a very close driving distance of quite a few great breweries. And uh, does IPA and uh, uh, Hazy, is that all running the show like out here in, in San Diego? Oh, yeah, for the most part, it absolutely is. Uh, you, you, I'm sure you guys have probably heard it. You talk to any brewer, it's what pays the bill. It may not be what they like to drink or what they like to make, but they got to keep the money coming in, right, to run the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And what did you think of the San Diego beers we sent you? Anything stand out as uh, worthy of a shout-out? I have had several. Um, I, I will tell you, I haven't gotten through a lot of it yet, um, but that's, uh, what was it, the Blood Orange IPA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Latitude 33. Yes, Latitude 33. I thought that one was very good, and I have to admit, that sublime Mexican yeah. lager, I yeah. loved it. There you go. I was, what a crusher. I, that would be awesome during the summer, I think. Yeah. That's my favorite Mexican Definitely. lager because it doesn't taste like a Mexican <laughs> lager. <laughs> well, and that's what I thought. As soon as I tried it, I'm like, wait, this doesn't seem like what I'm expecting. But I really enjoyed it. But I still have a long way to go. You guys sent me far more beer than I was yeah, anticipating, well. and I truly appreciate that. Hey, no problem. Pace, pace yourself. Pace I, yourself. Well, we all picked well, some I favorites. Do, yeah. I, uh, I have quite the commute to get to work. Um, you so drink while you go to work? You know, pretty early. <laughs> No, he's got to be listening while he goes to work. Then he comes home ready to have a beer. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the kicker. My commute, mine, I, I have a 90-minute commute, but that's 90 miles. For you guys, that's probably like a 10-mile drive if I had to hit from what I that's hear. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Same same car next to you, same car, same car behind you. That's right. <laughs> well, no wonder you guys drink. <laughs> when we take our brewery tour out east, we got to hang out. Definitely. Come up. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, man. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and thanks so much. Have a great night. Good night. All right. Good night, guys. Peace. Thanks again, Dave, for sending us an excellent selection of beers from Iowa and Nebraska. If you are ever in San Diego, we want to buy you a pint and talk more shop. Uh, And when we head out to the Midwest, we want to hang out. Uh, You've done some research on Iowa? Yeah, I think it's important to uh, Iowa. Did you know? Did you know? Iowa, did you know? Sliced bread, invented in Iowa by Otto Frederick Rochawetter. Rochawetter. Yeah. Brit City, Iowa is the home of the National Hobo Competition, held since 1900. You can check the website for events from Hobo Days. That's great. 
I want to go during Hobo Days. If, if I'm going to Iowa, I want to We're go during, during Hobo Days. Yeah. You're going to have a Halloween flashback. Yes. Hogs outnumber humans four to one. That's good enough. <laughs> uh, the woolly mammoth. Uh, bones are abundant and often stumbled upon by farmers. Okay. Over 25% of the state's electricity created by wind power. Nice. How about that, doctor? That nice. Yeah. Doctor likes that. Clear Lake, Iowa was the place where the music died when Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and JP, the big bopper the Richardson, day. died in a plane crash in 1959. R.I.P. John Wayne, born in Iowa, moved to California with his family at six years old for the microbrew scene. And Captain Kirk was, or rather will be born there in 2,233, <laughs> nice. Riverside, Iowa. He moved to Tarsus 4, where he was one of the nine survivors of the massacre by Kodos the Executioner. I didn't know you were a Trekkie. Yeah, you know, you find something new every day. Because I've, I've got a whole episode written <laughs> out. Star Trek, uh, Star, Trek Star Wars live, episode. I think we should go for that. I'm in. And that sums up everything. We oh, wait, wait, Iowa. The doctor's father was born in Orange City, Iowa. Oh, that's important. Uh, home of, you know, had a little windmill. Everyone there was Dutch. How many, it, how many hogs? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of corn, a lot of hogs. A lot of there hogs. <laughs> well, that's what we know. And that they're brewing some pretty good beers. Yeah, they are brewing some yeah. great beers. Uh, which definitely, one do you have, definitely. Doctor? Doctor, what are you drinking? Doctor has a beer from um, Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. It's called Pseudo Sue. It's a hazy IPA, and you know what? I pretty, as you know, I love every hazy IPA. So there's nothing bad to say. It's got a great can, big old freaking T Rex. That's Sue the T Rex, right? Yeah. All right, but Sue the T Rex is not from Iowa. True. True that. Was it found in South Dakota? So I don't know where they're getting that. And hey, it's close. No. <laughs> is it? Yeah, pretty close. Uh, in fact, I checked the University of Iowa paleontology department before the podcast, doing you know, channeling my Whoa, inner talent. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, right there. Uh, we have one researcher on this. While we have mammoth bones aplenty, there have been no major dinosaur fossils found in Iowa. In every neighboring state, yes, but not Iowa. What? And on the University of Iowa paleontology department website, it said, in fact, they insist that Iowans not take this personally as dinosaurs would have been largely unaware of the artificial boundaries we know now as state lines. But I, largely unaware, I, not completely. Right, which is not they're a big, denial. I'm, I'm picturing a big old T-Rex saying, I'm not feeling well, guys, yeah. Yeah. but I'm, I, I sure as hell not dying here in Iowa. In Iowa yeah. I, I can, make, I I can make it to the state line. Uh, they do, but see, Iowa does have prehistoric animals that predate T-Rex. The paddlefish, been around oh, for over 300 yeah. million years. The chestnut lamprey. Oh, yeah. Oh. What's a lamprey, doctor? A lamprey is like a jawless fish. One of the very first fish. It has no jaws. Just circle it's, it's mouth. It's the first fish, yes. Sucks it. Sucks yeah, it does. Gets a pair yes. of, yeah. In and they've been around over 350 million years. Yeah. But toppling Goliath did not go with lamprey red or paddlefish uh -huh. lager. Maybe they will uh, be. Maybe. Maybe. But choosing animals that don't belong just might be the thing for toppling Goliath as they have a thresher shark weed ale. And, Ooh. doctor, you can... You tell me. I'm pretty sure that the thresher sharks are not indigenous or currently no. abiding in the hot. But I, I will bet you that you can find bull sharks there because they are everywhere. Yeah. Fresh I water. I wouldn't brought it up if they had bull in sharks. Fact, yes. yes. Hey, I was fishing with a talent. We were trying to catch a thresher yeah, shark right. one time. Yeah. In Iowa? Yeah. No, in, in, in here, here <laughs> yeah. in California. Yeah, we tried. Yeah. They've got a tail longer than their body, and they use it like a whip. Crack! And they smack a little fish, and they go eat it. Quick yeah. question. Do you yeah. think the thresher shark will make the top five sharks for next year's Shark Beer Week? I'm doubting it. Oh, There's okay. so many amazing okay. sharks. I'm already excited about yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Listeners, thank you for your patience. It's now time for toast, roast, and pour one out.
All right, here we go. I'm about. I'm going to toast. We had just recently uh, the North American Wife Caring Championship. We brought this up before the World Championship, yeah. but yeah, this is the, just the North American one. Not just, but it was in Sunday River, Maine. We've all heard of Sunday River, Maine. My yeah. fingers are just Been crossed. There. The yeah. Americans didn't lose the Canadians. So, if you win the wife carrying championship, it's better than the winning the, national, the international one because in the international one in Finland, you win your wife's weight Wait in, in beer, beer, right? I remember. Now here, you win that, but then you also win your wife's weight in money times five. Whoa. So, really? you know, I'm thinking, what if you want, maybe want a heavier wife? I don't know. But you got to carry her. So that's the problem. <laughs> so, you, so the winner Pros of this year's uh, carried their wife through an obstacle course in, in under a minute. Everyone else is like between one and two minutes. So now you might think, how do I carry my wife through this obstacle course? There's like five methods. There's the here come the bride method. Here comes the bride. What do you think that's like? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Yeah, you're carrying in yeah, front of you. Like, 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 like through the, the threshold. threshold. Right. The threshold. Right. There's the chicken. What's that one? No, no. Under, under like, your like arm? a chicken fight. No, on your shoulder. Oh, oh, oh like okay. a chicken oh, fight. Okay. None, yeah, none yeah, of these yeah, are yeah. going to win you the, the, the championship. The piggyback, we all know. Got what it. do you think about the firefighter? Oh, that's the one over or the shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, around, yeah. around your shoulder. But yeah, the see, one that, that everyone work. does now, because this is how you do it, we talked about it before. It's called the Estonian carry. Yeah. Where the man, you face your wife. The man bends down and places his head between her legs. Yep. Is this appropriate for the Gentlemen, this is under her crotch. Okay. Then he stands up. As opposed to over. Yes. Leaving his his wife draped over his back with her legs around his neck. Like a cape. Oh, oh, like a lady cake. Yeah. So I would say, hey, yeah. Uh, my my cake. wife and I have been practicing. <laughs> it's not that hard. I was going to say, don't try this at home. These are professionals. Yeah. But no. yes. But Joe's apparently Joe's a professional. Yeah. But there you go. And yeah. I, it's at home. I yeah. tried it. And who won? Who won? Oh, well, you know, I didn't even find their names, but they were called the Lovely Birds or something like that. From? They're the North American champions. From North America. <laughs> Spoken like a true American. Hey, 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 hey. And they did it in 55 seconds. Oh, that's um, pretty impressive. Mexico from Canada. So, no, no, they were from they were the United from, States of America. Uh, United States United of America. Oh, that's, of that's yeah. what I'm There were some Canadians, but you know they were they were a little slow. Well, I assume wins over Canada since that yeah. soccer game a month ago. Yeah. Not so sure. But anymore. the winners. Plus, let's be honest. If it was from Canada, they're going to pick the wife up and go, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, and then they're just going to apologize to everyone yeah. as the American. But the winners, of course, they get to move on to Finland. And for the, the international, the international world champion. Will you please yeah, keep us posted? Of yeah. course. I'll keep you updated. As our, as our um, wife-carrying champion expert. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Add that to your duties. That, put that on your resume. Uh, so I got a toast, and I'm going to kind of a little closer to home for us, and I know it's uh, something near and dear to a couple of our hearts here. Uh, but I'm going to toast uh, SDSU, San Diego State University, because it's yes, been a – it's a not often that we get to celebrate stuff, especially on a national level, uh, but it has been a banner year for San Diego State. Aztec for life. San Diego State sports and its alumni. So football team right now is back and is ranked in the top 25 and is, is making a really? good push here at the end of the season. Basketball season is about to begin and uh, high hopes for, for SDSU basketball. Kawhi Leonard won the NBA championship with the Raptors and was named the series MVP. And then recently, Steven Strasburg 
wins the World Series with the Nationals and also wins Series MVP. So right now it's just a great time to be an Aztec. My son's an Aztec. I heard we have a chance to get Steven Strasburg on the Padres. Yeah, well, well, not for about seven more years. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, at, right. wait till he's at the end of his career. Twilight. He's probably got two more teams, and then he'll come to the Padres. We can't, we can't so. but did right you now. hear uh, after the World Series ended, Strasburg gave a nice shout-out to Tony Gwynn, yeah. unprompted, nice. to, to yeah. San Diego and Tony nice. Gwynn so. and San Diego State. So it's always good to hear good things about good people. So, uh, like I always say, that some of the coolest people I know went to San Diego State. Hey, one Aztec to another. One Thank to you. Another. There you <laughs> go. Cheers. 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 Saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> go Gauchos. I'm going back to Iowa for my toast. Yeah. Yes, I am. Movie theater owners uh, Don Bleeker, her pig Joy, won the Guinness World Record certificate for completing Countum. 13 tricks in one minute. That's impressive. Joy the wow. Pig, entertaining theater visitor with her tricks for years. And like she did it. Like tricks? What are we talking about? I think... There is a video, but I didn't press play <laughs> yes. because I was on my work. To, Todd. I was on my work computer at the time and already looking up strange <laughs> Iowa news stories. So. <laughs> I don't think so because, to quote... Miss Miss Ble- I don't know if it's Miss Bleeker or Mrs. Bleeker, but I'll tell you what, if it's Miss Bleeker, now that Joy has won that award, there will be suitors aplenty oh, at the I've, theater. Um, especially in Iowa where there's four to one hogs yeah. for humans. But uh, she said, I never thought I'd own a pig that broke world records, but Joy's whole life is basically never knowing what I'm getting myself into. I guess I didn't answer the question about the tricks. Yeah. To me, she's still just my beloved pet. So, hey, here's to you, Miss Bleeker, and your pig, Joy. Congratulations. Nicely done. Good job, Joy. Joy. To Joy. My dog can't even do one trick. I jumped for Joy. Joy jumped higher. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Is that it for toast? I think that's it for toast. Time for roasts. Roasts. So I've got a roast here, um, and I know many of you are... Oh, so here's, here's my roast. I'm going to roast the Charlotte Community Library in Charlotte, Michigan. I can roast a library. Well, I, first of all, I'm figuring that many of you are probably going, wait, we still have libraries? Um, and apparently we do. Um, and I want this uh, roast here to be a little bit of a lesson to all of you that have overdue library fees. Ooh. So a woman uh, failed to return two public library books on time and was faced with an arrest warrant. So the Charlotte this, arrest an arrest warrant. So this Charlotte, Michigan resident checked out two books from her library there, Charlotte Community Library, in 2017. And she says she didn't know about the overdue fines until a few months ago. And then when she was told, hey, those books are late, she found them on her son's bookshelf, returned them, and figured, hey, I'll just pay some fines. However, she came to find out that an arrest warrant had already been issued for failure Come to return on. rental property. Trial, Ouch. yeah. The trial is a begin is set trial. To, trial is set to trial. begin this month, what and she hell? may face up to ninety three days in jail and a maximum fine of five hundred dollars. So, can I get a book? <laughs> yeah, here's what I'm going to say. I don't want to judge, but this seems a tad extreme and maybe not the best use of our wow. justice system. Hey. And I'm just going to also throw this out there: wow. if they're coming after you for library books. I'm talking oh, to all nice. of you, and you know who you are. Those of you that kind of maybe one of those pint glasses walks home with you at the end of the night, <laughs> you better watch out. They may be coming for you next. Oh. The library is not going to get any more business. I know. Go so, check out a book. so that's my roast, Charlotte Community oh. Library. I also probably Charlotte. could have said a lighten up Francis on that one yeah. as well because uh, I think they're taking things a little too far. They Jeez. got their books back. 
And uh, I think it's time to maybe call it a day and move on yeah, to some more important things. Right. I hate to contradict you, but us book lovers oh, and yeah. rule followers oh. think it's quite fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Wow. Joe. Totally acceptable. So Joe, totally acceptable. Joe would like to take that same story and turn it into a toast. A toast. And he would like right. to toast the library. Turn your books, people. Yeah, and tell on. people public service announcement. He's there been, are rules. He's been waiting for one book on hold from the local library now for two years. You are man. And I know who you are. So, yeah. Well, yeah, good luck. You'll get it just as fast as you'll borrow a book from Tom. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld once said the library is like that sad, pathetic friend that wants, please play with me. <laughs> please come to my, my building and borrow a book from me. Yeah. And if it's late, I'll charge you a nickel. <laughs> Uh, pour one out. So, Talent, I bet you got one of those, too. So, I do have one of those, and, and this one, basically, I, tonight, we're just kind of pouring out to common sense. Um, and oh, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, well, and the thing is, is for me, is I, you see these stories come up quite frequently, and I, every time I just kind of shake my head. But I saw this one recently um, in the last couple of days, and I was like, I, I just can't believe that this happens again. So, recently, a high school teacher in California was placed on administrative leave because he shows up to class and he's in full blackface. Oh, bad choice. Um, he's, he, and he was dressed up what? also. Wait, 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 back up. Yeah. He shows up how? <laughs> full blackface. So to, oh. to go a next step forward, he actually not only was he in full blackface, but this, he was. So this was 1967? No, this I'm was. I'm sorry, I was, I was enjoying my Iowa Yeah, beer. this was Halloween this year. He shows up on the Halloween day to his classroom, walks into his high school. I believe it was a history class. And he's dressed up hmm. and he's trying to imitate the rapper Common. And then he takes it one step further. Does and that he, make it okay? I don't know, but <laughs> he takes it one step forward, forward and begins to rap in front of his class. I bet he was a common, I well, he was a rapper. here's what I'm going to say is, they, the, obviously students, you guys all know, take a video, post it on social media, boom, he's been put on administrative leave, and he's under investigation. Uh, I think the guy probably ends up losing his job. Um, I guess my take on this, and this is where, again, common sense is, I don't know why I expect better from someone in the teaching profession, uh, but it always amazes and saddens me a little when I see stories like this. So, you know, we, we see them all the time. People, you know, t- grabbing kids by the hair, cutting kids' hair, that kind of people. Just common sense, man. Good. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's so pouring one out for common sense. Hopefully we'll come back from this one. But uh, not a, doesn't look good for teachers everywhere. Yeah, pouring, so. you're, we're not toasting it. We're pouring out. We're pouring it out. I'm out right now. So yeah, that's why I didn't I'm, have to. Okay. Plus, I'm, Joe's still high on the, uh, the fines. From I'm going right to so. appease my friend Tom, Joe, and, and Talent here with saying, he was a history teacher, correct? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> that is slightly I'm, ironic. Ironic. Oh, that nice. You would <laughs> hope. Oh, good. That hey, if, we should toast if that. If any teacher yeah. across the entire campus realizes what poor choice that is yeah. and what poor form that is and how hurtful that is, you would think it would be the history, history teacher. Right. Learn from the history. What if it was an English teacher? <laughs> I could be wrong. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to that. Because they didn't announce the name of the teacher, so you couldn't really know what subject he taught. So, oh. But... Anyways, there you it's have it. It's a good lesson on irony. It is yeah. a good lesson on irony. Okay. So ironic. I, I think with that English said, teacher. with that said, it's time for another beer. I need yeah, a beer. Father Joe, what are you drinking? Cool. So I'm drinking the King Sioux Double IPA. Double I. You yes. went big. Wow. Oh yeah. That's wow. Joe That's style. Go big, yep. go home. Yeah. Yep. Also brought to us by Toppling Goliath out of, as Dave shared, uh, absolutely nowhere, Iowa. <laughs> Here's the day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> nowhere, Iowa. Also, I think I've been there. No, actually, I've never been anywhere in Iowa. Sorry. Also, no. I'm going now. Decora, Iowa, and it's a hazy double IPA at a manageable 7.8% ABV, so, uh, you know, 
Manageable for you. Manageable for me. Go easy. We were recording at Joe's house. <laughs> yes, manageable for me at my house. That's a, that's a good what, point. What did you like about this thing? So orange, pineapple, and mango from Citra Hops. And my um, simple mind finally connected Citra Hops to the citric flavors. <laughs> oh, very good. Better late than ever. I, I nailed that one. Nice yeah. job. So, I think uh, you're doing great. I think I'm doing okay, <laughs> too. Uh, is, is that great. ironic? And uh, it has a somewhat staggering 100 IBU. So yeah, it's, it's really smooth. We were, super, yeah, yeah, for, we were really yeah. surprised by how smooth that was for the, the bitterness. Yes. It has all the for, things. For 100 like. IBUs, this is probably one of the smoothest 100 IBU beers I think I've ever had. Double IPA. Thanks, Double, yeah, but it's, yeah. And it's very tasty. Got great citrus. It looks a little bit like in the thing. It looks a little bit like a, uh, like a juice, like an orange juice almost as far yeah. as when you're looking at it in the glass. So it was a four for me. Yes, I think I gave it the same thing. I really yeah. liked it. I gave it higher than a four, even. So for cool. me, for a double IPA to wow. give it about four, this was pretty exceptional. Talent. So, Talent yeah. over a four. A four double IPA. Yeah, yeah. So it was very so, good. So that's so good. Uh, and Todd gave it a number. Well, Todd, we're, we're glad to have you back. All right. You, did you bring us any notes? What did you bring us from your beer recon in Boston? Well, Tell us you know, about it. Headed to Boston to watch the country's largest regatta crew regatta rowing uh that was the head of the charles on the charles river that ran through boston that's bull shark territory yeah it is yeah everywhere's yeah. bull shark territory even iowa so even uh iowa. you know watch some rowing have some good chowder and uh you know went and did some historical things yeah some historical things uh went on the freedom trail Went to the uh, world's, uh, sorry, sorry, the country's um, longest continuous running tavern, which is the Bellandhand Bellandhand Tavern. Uh, had a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Also went to the Green Dragon Tavern, which you history buffs knows where our Sons of Liberty met, like Sam Adams and John Hancock and Paul Revere. They were, where they hang, hung out and formed the Boston Sea Party. But what I really loved about Boston was uh, when it was, it was, I was freezing my balls off and uh, ducked. <laughs> you ducked, love that part. <laughs> yeah, ducked into some, you know, little taverns with, you know, the dark wood and, and had a lot of really good pumpkin beers. So uh, probably had six or seven or eight really good pumpkin beers. Uh, Jack's Abbey right there outside of Boston, they had a good uh, pumpkin beer. So enjoyed it. And uh, there you go. That's I, I awesome. want to know how the doctor's sense of humor, especially after six, seven, or eight yeah. beers. Yeah. No, that was all at once. It was over the, a long weekend. Yeah, I know. No. It was over a couple hours. But um, <laughs> I want to know how your sense of humor and friendly chattiness went over with the Bostonians. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, they didn't think I was so wicked smart. <laughs> <laughs> Would there be a beer you'd say if we went if we're in Boston, if we're on the East Coast, make sure we find one? If you have a Yeah, snack. you know what's funny actually, after all the beers I had, I really loved was the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. As I don't know, I went to that one. I was really loving that one. It's always in a fact, great beer. You know, the wife and I said we were we were visiting Sam Adams tombstone. We said, Wouldn't it be great to just grab a couple of Sam Adams beer and sit here and like do a cheers right on his, you know, tombstone? <laughs> That'd be kinda of fun. 
Are you supposed to be actually a honest tombstone? I don't know. I've been in Boston. I thought they had like a fence around that. Place. Well, but you know, it's, I guess it's it. the it's doctor just, after eight pumpkin yeah. beers. Yeah. 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 You get what you get. You fences don't throw a fit. Just, fences are just guidelines. We were commenting how fun it would be. Like if you could time travel. Yeah. Go back to the Green Tavern. Yeah. Take uh, penicillin. Green Dragon. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Go back to the Green Dragon Tavern and hang out with Sam Adams while they're talking about those freaking you know British want to tax us. We'll show that. We'll give it. Just throw their tea into the And you water. bring a beer with modern refrigeration, yes. hops, and all that. Wow, yeah, you yeah. could blow mine. It would probably be pretty smelly in the Green Dragon yeah, Tavern. Was, yeah. Yeah. You know what? But, but, but to go back would be pretty darn fun. Yeah. Pretty I have fun. a Mr. Hale's Porter. Yeah. We, we discussed yeah, that we on 4th of yeah, July. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Personally, Todd, I want to thank you for paying homage to Sierra Nevada. That, that picture yeah. you sent of you and your wife. Right. Sierra Nevada in so hand, there's and thousands of people siesta. along the Charles River, right? And they have a beer tent. So we go, let's go on the beer tent. What great viewing along the river, near the finish line. So uh, what beer are they serving? It's sponsored by Sierra Nevada, one of our favorite California breweries, especially Tom's favorite Sierra uh, brewery. And yeah, they're serving a whole bunch of Sierra Nevada breweries. And, I'm, and after eight pumpkin beers, yeah. you came up with a new episode. Yeah, for the podcast. Yes, so you were even work, you were there enjoying the show. Yes, but you were working too. Yeah, of and course, we are, we are, you're doing research. It's a tax write-off. You're taking notes. Yep. You're making friends everywhere you go, we were. and you're creating new episodes. Yes, creating new content. Right, right. So, so what's your new segment? Hmm. Is, that, is it time? Am I too early? Yeah. No, I think we'll, we're ready for we'll, it. We'll, we'll right. wait. Okay. And now, how about that? New- <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're ready. Yeah. The new segment is <laughs> beer or not a beer. Okay. okay. We're basically. Get some music for that. We're yeah, basically. Well, you know, we could come up with a new name eventually. No, I like that. No, beer. No, that's, so, no, that's so, a great name. Beer or not a beer. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys. It's time for beer. beer I'm going to tell you guys four beer names. All right. Three of which really are beers, and one of them I just pulled out of my sphincter, and uh, I came up <laughs> yeah. with. So you got to. It's going to be me. easy to decipher. Yeah, <laughs> it should be well, by the smell. Oh, this one's not passing the sniff test. <laughs> Ready? Do we okay. have to taste these? That's so, what I want to know. So those of you listening. All right, listen. Okay. Okay. Four beer names, three of which really are beers. One is not a beer. So, so beer gonna, or so, not a beer. So I'm going to tell you guys no the names, beers. a little description, yeah. and then I'm going to go around and you tell it. me which one you vote is not a beer. I'm ready. Okay, go. the first one is, I'll, I'll go kind of fast, so you got to pay attention. No, okay. Wait, Apo- I'm ready. Apocalypse Cow. A beer of utter destruction. Because Apocalypse Cow. That was the first one. Good. The next one is called Panty Peeler. The brewery claims the free-spirited Panty Peeler. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I read this off my phone. Pours rambunctiously into your glass. Releasing I'm, I'm gonna go an, it's engaging aroma. All right. There you go. The next okay. one is Nipple Stout. A milk stout. Creamy and smooth. As you would expect, after glancing at its dense head and dark mocha hue. And the last one is, are you ready? Yep. Old Leg Humper. (laughs) So many legs, so little time. So once again, to review, you had Apocalypse Cow. What kind of beer was Apocalypse Cow? Yeah. Apocalypse Cow was, uh, it was a lager. Right. All right. Uh, And you had Apocalypse Cow. You had panty peeler, nipple stout, and old leg humper. So, All right. talent. 
first. Which one is not a beer? Well, not a beer. Not a beer. I like the smell of napalm in the morning, so I'm going to say Apocalypse Cow. Apocalypse Cow. It's a beer. Okay. I'm going to say it's a beer. Party Peeler, believe it's a beer. Okay. Old Lang Humper, beer. Nipple Stout, not a beer. You think Nipple Stout, not a beer. Okay. I'm Old Leg Humper, not a beer. Old Leg Humper, not a beer. I'm going to go with Padre's Choice there, Old Leg Humper. Leg Humper. All right. I'm pretty sure that in John Hole's book, he talks about the inappropriateness of Panty Peeler and other beers. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's a beer. Uh, nipple Stout should be a beer. It should be. Old Leg Humper sounds like something the doctor would make up, but I think that's why he picked it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going Apocalypse, Pop, Apocalypse Cow, All not right. a beer. Here we go. Apocalypse Cow is actually a beer from Ooh. Three Floyds Brewing in Indiana. Okay. All right. Panty Peeler really mm-hmm. is a beer. Yeah. It's out of Anchorage. And we had Old Leg Humper is a beer out of ah, Akron, Ohio. So the beer. beer that the doctor made up, Nipple Stout. That Thank, is you. Not Thank, a you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But it <laughs> should be a beer. It should be a beer. That's a great segment. We'll be right, right back. Yeah, we'll be that. that one back. Did Talent do research on that? No, I actually did nothing. I just No, you can never give us but, any hint. Talent knows me too well. Yeah, sure. gonna make but I, I, would, I would drink a Nipple Stout. I'm just going to put that out there. But, just for the name alone. Hey. So. You know, it's just an expression of milk. Yes. <laughs> From the mind of our own mad scientist, this yeah. has been beer or not a beer. That is a great one. So. Talent is a mess over here. I'll have all three Oktoberfests. <laughs> I can't decide. Well, I'm trying out this new mic tonight. I'm not sure what it's called, but I keep ripping it off my shirt. Uh, those so. of, you that, think, those of you that think we've been uh, podcasting from a windstorm, it's just talent in his new yeah, mic. Yeah, sorry. My new mic is I keep rubbing his it. His mic's near his rear. I keep rubbing it. <laughs> it's actually near my nipple stop. <laughs> yeah. I keep rubbing it. So, not, Hey, I've got a new I've I got a new say, segment. not to be outdone by well, the Another doctor. segment. I didn't know this, but I brought a new segment tonight so the next new segment i've got tonight is so i got that going which is nice all right so i've got that going for me so recently uh we took a, a visit a trip to longship brewing which is in mira mesa mir the biramar area um and we're actually gonna uh air that one in here in, in the next week a couple weeks um had a great visit there uh, with their owner um and uh great beers really cool seeing what they've got going on there but Went up at the end of the evening to, or the end of the day, to, to, to purchase some stuff. And uh, was very excited to see, hey, they gave teacher discounts. And uh, you know what? For me, anytime you are, are honoring America's heroes, uh, <laughs> military, firefighters, police, um, teachers, yes. um, you know, I think that's a tremendous thing. And so, uh, you know, what I've got to say is when they're giving teacher discounts, i got that going for me. So i got that going for me. Which is nice. Which is nice. You know, they charged me 10% extra for being a loudmouth know-it-all that didn't know when to shut up. <laughs> That's ironic. So I flashed my ID card. That's, there you go. <laughs> my, our last beer for the night, I've been enjoying the Cloud Jumper by Pint 9 Brewing out of Pampillion, Nebraska. Light, fruity, hop-forward, peach, and apricot A little mango in there, too. Very dry, clean. Uh, absolutely love this beer. Crushable. What, what would Paul say? Chuggable. Chuggable. The, yeah. And uh, having this Much second, more age appropriate. second one tonight, uh, lots of oats and wheat in the malt bill, which, which balances out and pairs really nicely with the fruity hops. Um, pass right over here to slow-mo while I'm talking. And if you look on the can, it says, no wonder I like it so much. For people with discerning and adventurous taste. 
I should have that yeah. on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. that should, that be, should a be a shirt. That, that that's me in yeah. a nutshell. American yeah. treasure with discerning and adventurous taste. taste. That's true. So this is the Cloud Hopper, which is a fantastic beer. We had many great beers from uh, Iowa and Nebraska, but this was my favorite. We had some shout-outs, too. Some, some honorable mentions, I think. So I think we had a shout-out for best beer name, uh, which was Enter the Time Dragon IPA by Cosmic Eye Brewing in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I like the, I like the name of that beer, and I love the name of the brewery as yes. well. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> is that better than Panty Peeler? Yeah, but yeah. I'm not a giant fan of the Panty Peeler name. Yeah, but Panty... But the one you made up. Yeah. That was good. Now you yeah, like that's got to yeah. be a beer name, yeah. Nipple Stout. <laughs> And then the best logo uh, went to Fairy Nectar by Cross Strain Brewing, which is also in Nebraska, which they had a very cool I'm can. I'm enjoying that one right yeah, now. And you're, yeah, so, so some good, good honorable mentions. But I think pretty much every beer we had was very solid. Um, you know, I think obviously we had liked some a little more than others, I think, which is going to be true anywhere you go. Um, but it seems like, uh, um, and as we, we heard from Dave, that the Iowa scene is growing, and it sounds like a place that people need to check out. Very good. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks again to Dave for hooking us up, sharing his story with us. Dr. Todd, great to have you back from the East Coast. Friends, thanks for joining us for a few beers, stories. Please share our podcast. We'd love to keep chatting and drinking. But for now, we got to run. All we need is a tin and a fiber, a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N. Beer